Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Care with me, Angie Fatal. My pronouns are she, they, and I am on the unceded land of the Wasco, Calitz, Multnomah, Clackamas, Kathlamet, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Malala, Bands of Chinook, and many other tribes that made their home along the Columbia River. Today is May 5th, and it is Missing and Murdered Indigenous Relatives Day of Awareness. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about that, but if you are not aware of what that is, please look it up so that you know how to support, how to stand up, how to give your money and where to give it to, to end the loss of life and just the never knowing what for so many people, what has happened to their relatives, which I can't think of anything really that would be much worse than that. Just the not knowing, the not knowing if they're okay, the not knowing where they are, the not knowing if they're dead or alive. Make yourself aware so that you can do something and so that you're not just another voice out there that's like, oh, I didn't know. Do the little work of educating yourself so that you can support the causes that are there, that need that need support, that need to be pushed to the forefront so that people know that it's going on. So I want to let everybody know that part of the money that I've raised through the different things that um, I do will be going to the Urban Indian Health Institute. Um, I'll put their information in the link if you want to support them. There's, I'm sure the list is limitless. And I will be giving some money to support all the work that goes to just bring justice around missing and indigenous people. So let's get into today's episode. Thank you for listening. Here we go. Some of you may think that it doesn't apply to you because it's happening in the United States. And that may be true. I hope it's true. The plan to repeal Roe versus Wade. So for those of you that don't live in the United States, that would be a ban on abortion. And it's so much more than that. If you are in a country that um, women have more rights and abortion is a non-issue, maybe you have health insurance, you have access to mental health, you have access to getting care, um, you have a living wage, you have a job that doesn't kill you. I think... uh, that's an, amazing, that's an amazing place to be. I want to talk about... I don't want to talk about abortion. I do want to talk about what do we do 
in the middle of a crisis. And this is not the first crisis in the last two years. This is not the only crisis that's going on. There are so many crises happening. There is still an ongoing war in the Ukraine. There's the ongoing crisis in Palestine. There's the war in Yemen. There is the ongoing pandemic, which is changing. Anyway, I don't want to spend my time today talking to you about what you already know. I think most of my listeners are probably more than aware of what's happening in the world. What I do want to talk about is how to find peace in the middle of turmoil. The first thing I want to say about that is I don't know. I don't know how to find peace in a world that is full of people that seem to be bent on destroying the world and vulnerable people in the world. However that vulnerability shows up, whether it's attack on trans people or book banning, reproductive rights, missing and indigenous women, the climate, so many things. There are so many things right now. How do we find peace in the middle of the onslaught of everything that looks like it's hell-bent against us experiencing peace? So like I said, I, I don't know. But where I've gone today in my brain over and over again from my lesson this morning in the middle of the range, in the archery range, in the middle of rain, shooting against anti-abortion with my, with my client and my student, to spiritual direction appointments, to sitting with my own grief, to making the soup like I do most weeks, um, To my neighbors deciding this exact moment is the best time to pull back their trash, recycling, and compost. (laughs) Thinking about what peace looks like for me. And when I talk about peace, I'm not talking about peace being the absence of strife or conflict or wrestling or protesting or speaking out. I'm talking about a peace that coexists in that place that does not make sense. Where I think so many of us have lived for the past two years. And maybe we've lived there and haven't really paid attention to it. Or maybe we've lived there and haven't paid attention to it until it kind of forced its way. Blindsided us with another... Thing that we weren't quite prepared for or maybe we steeped ourselves in the misery of it or maybe we tried to make friends with it to some degree wherever you're at in that or maybe you're all of those things and have been all of those things 
Peace is not the absence of striving for something better. For believing something can be better. And not just the belief that something can can be better, but putting our bodies, our money, our minds, our ingenuity, our sweat, blood, and tears behind things that matter. Because it's not going to get done without that. Peace, a peace that coexists in the middle of that. And I believe it can be there, that peace, that elusive peace. Where that's brought me today has been sort of like a roller coaster with it, but a very slow, <laughs> a very slow roller coaster ride. I wouldn't say that I'm being whipped around by all of the things that are happening and how I feel about being a part of a country that over and over and over and over and over again says they are Christian and the leaders of the country. And then with every policy they make, they communicate that they are anti-poor, anti-black, anti-indigenous, anti-gay, anti-trans, anti-women, anti... (laughs) They're definitely pro-war, but definitely not pro-life. That is, that's the state of where things are at. And I'm not, not going to fight. I don't quite know what the fight is going to look like for me. But I do know to maintain a fight, I have to ride this roller coaster, very slow moving roller coaster of up and down, twists and turns, finding peace along the way. So Today, I've been relatively peaceful, but there's been moments where this anger at leaders has taken away some of my peace, or at least I felt a a little defeated. And then I'll get my energy back, or I'll get a little bit of peace back, and I'll be okay for a while and then I'll be sitting eating my lunch and the waves of tears and anger and sadness will fill me and I'll sit with that again because I know the importance of feeling our feelings and I'll move through it and get back to the things that I have to do and then it'll sideswipe me again like I'm sure it will a few more times today tomorrow, the rest of the week, because I know what it is like to live on the edge of something, to not have insurance, to not have money, to not know what you're going to do if the bottom drops out, because there is no safety net. And I do have privilege at the same time. I... Most of the time can get help from my in-laws or I have friends that will help me. So I, I do see my privilege at the same time alongside of this. And I think that that's, that's it. That's where we find our peace is we find our peace in the middle. We find our peace in feeling our feelings I think where our peace is robbed from us is when we are blindsided or enraged 
and angry at the injustice and the feelings of powerlessness that might hit us, but we don't have a place or a way or have given ourselves permission to feel those feelings. Because feelings can feel so vulnerable. The true feelings under the surface of maybe lashing out at somebody or, you know, smashing something or whatever it is. I'm talking about what is underneath that. Because rage is an appropriate emotion for injustice. Absolutely. And sometimes when we express it, we are expressing it at people that don't deserve the rage that's coming at them. So I'm going to try and break this down. Rage is an appropriate emotion. Anger is an appropriate emotion. Sorrow, grief, all of it. It's all appropriate emotions. What happens when we don't feel those or give ourselves permission to feel those feelings, to feel that vulnerable moment of the feeling, whether we have to step into a cubicle away from everybody else or go into the bathroom stall or ask our boss permission to walk around the block or ask our partner or friends if we can take a break from whatever we're doing and feel those feelings, go into the bathroom at your house and feel those feelings and let those feelings out. Punch a pillow, scream into a pillow, weep, (laughs) gnash your teeth. When we can feel those and let those leave our body, even if it's only for that moment, you know, that 30 seconds to three minutes or however much time you get to get it out, that is putting those emotions in the place that is for those emotions, not on your coworker or your partner that doesn't deserve the magnitude of the rage that we feel at what's happening in our world. And I think, this is a work in progress right now, y'all, but I think that's where peace resides. Peace resides in us expressing our emotions in a healthy way. If you have a safe partner, a safe friend, somebody that can hold that kind of tender space for you, And you can sit them down and say, hey, I'm feeling a lot of feelings right now. And they're not about you. They're about what's going on with reproductive rights and the treatment of women. And by women, I mean anybody that has reproductive organs is going to be affected by this law. And I just, I need a container, someone that can sit with me, not say anything, but let me just vent my rage. And then you can even put parameters around it. You can say, I need 10 minutes of just full venting. And they can say, because when you ask somebody permission, or you ask them if they're willing, you have to be okay with the no if they're not, which is tricky when we're feeling very vulnerable or have a lot of bottled up emotions. But if they say yes, you could set a timer and just let it out. 
say all the swear words, punch a pillow, say how how angry you feel, how rage-filled you are. And then when it's over, do some kind of body releasing work. I mean, it might be just enough to express those emotions. That has power, absolutely. But sometimes we need the butterfly slap, we need to scream, we need to move our bodies, like jump up and down, you know, punch the air, whatever it is to kind of get that moving out of our bodies. If for no better reason, then the people that are making these horrible laws don't get your energy. (laughs) That's good enough for me. And don't cause trauma to stay in your body. What do you do if you don't have a partner or a friend who can hold that space for you? Or it just doesn't sound good to you. It doesn't sound like something you want to do in front of somebody else. I think it is equally valid, important, reasonable to provide that for yourself. Also, it is the animal witching hour. So who knows how this is going to go. We can provide that for ourselves. We can offer ourselves a walk deep in the woods, at least some of us can, and maybe yell, maybe cry, maybe feel the feelings. There are so many ways to stay present with our feelings. Sometimes it's it's hard. I would say most of the time it's hard to stay present with difficult emotions and feelings, especially when you are being whipped around by a slow roller coaster. For some of you, it may not be slow. It may feel pretty fast. I think it's slow for me because it's just a continuous up and down, side to side, to some degree getting used to it, trying to not become a person that waits for the other shoe to drop. But for some of you, you may feel whipped around. I think the bottom line is expressing feelings in an appropriate way, and by appropriate, again, I mean not taking it out on people, our children, our friends, our coworkers, the clerk at the grocery store, because that's not really putting it where it needs to go. And unfortunately, other than writing letters, giving money, showing up to protests, voting, There isn't a lot we can do to put the anger and rage where it belongs. To the people and on the people that it belongs on and to. And still, we deserve peace. And still, our feelings need to be expressed. And still, we have a right to express them. And still, it's important to get that stuff out and moving, even if it can't go to the person the organization, (laughs) you can hear my dog yawning, that deserves it. So when we express those feelings, when we get those feelings moved, (laughs) I'm so sorry, my dog, now she's groaning. Maybe she's expressing herself. Maybe I'm supposed to pay attention to something. I mean, it is giving me joy right now to listen to her and then the cat meowing and then the other neighbor bringing their receptacles back it's just 
life, life happening around me, life happening when I'm doing this podcast with you, life is continuing on. And maybe that's what I need to be paying attention to. In the middle of all of this pain, in the middle of all of this attack on rights that has been ongoing, life is still happening. People are still falling in love. People are still having babies. People are still getting married, going to school, graduating from college, doing all of the things that humans do in the world. And maybe that's a good place to leave it. I don't know if we can find lasting peace. And what I mean by that is second by second by second peace. But I believe that we can find peace in the middle. We can find peace in the small, tiny things that we see from the dog yawning and the cat meowing and the kids coming home from school screaming and laughing outside my bedroom window to the clock ticking in the background. All of those small, tiny things. The soup bubbling on the stove. The small, tiny life movements that are still continuing in spite of what power is trying to do to crush people, to crush us, to convince us that we have no value, to convince us that we don't matter. Finding peace in the moment by moment, in the stopping and saying, how am I doing right now? How are you doing right now? What's going on inside of you? Do you need to get anything out? Because this is hellish right now. To being soft with ourselves and with the people in our lives. To be soft where we can be soft and to be fierce where we can be fierce. Remembering, remembering that Peace is not the absence of struggle. Peace is not the absence of the fight. Peace is in the middle of it all. In the middle of life and death and births and weddings and all of it. In the, in the laughter and the grime. That's where peace resides. And peace is found... I think a little peace is found by letting our feelings out. Fully feeling. Fully embodying our feelings as much as we can, getting them out and getting getting them moving. At least that's what I'm going to try to do. Today, tomorrow, put one foot in front of the other. How am I doing? Where am I at? Not to the, like, belly button you know, searching or putting myself under a microscope, but just checking in with myself. Because I don't want to give my peace away for free. And I especially don't want to give my peace away for free to people in power that could give two shits about me and could give two shits about you. I definitely don't want to give my peace away to those people. Thank you for listening. Take a deep breath.
remember who you are. You are worth knowing. You are worth loving. You are worth being in this world. Take care, everybody. I will talk to you next week. Thank you.